You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits, B Pro Kennels, Final Rise, and a Nook Shook Professional Dog Food. You're listening to episode 76 with Delvin Terry of Just Hounds and Just Upland. Also, stay tuned for a huge giveaway announcement in the intro of this episode. You're not going to want to miss. And this podcast is brought to you by B Pro Kennels, our title sponsor of the show for almost the past year. So excited to be working with B Pro Kennels. Uh, ben Proctor and his team over there are just creating some of the most high quality, well built, and innovative dog boxes on the market today. Uh, if you have not checked them out yet, I would highly recommend uh, head over to bprokennels.com and uh, start talking with Ben. Start dreaming about what your ideal box would look like. He's got three incredible designs and builds over on the website. Um, the kind of a plug and play system that you could get rocking and rolling in the back of your truck uh, real quick. <laughs> and uh, Or if you want to take the route of kind of customizing something uh, that's going to be a little more tailored, tailored to your, uh, your needs and, and how you hunt and how many dogs you have. Uh, hit them up on Instagram, uh, social media, whatever it might be, and start talking about your custom build today at bprokennels.com. And this podcast is also brought to you by our partners at Anook Shook Professional Dog Food. Uh, guys, Anook Shook is the only food I will feed my dogs, period. That's it. Simple as that. Um, they've been back on it now for over a year and just have been performing at their peak levels um, time after time. And it's just been a food that I trust. I trust the company, the food, and the product that they're putting out. I cannot um, say enough about it. You may have seen some of the social media hype and just uh, some of the trainers and trailers and, and, and kennels uh, moving to Nook Shook, and it's worth it. It is completely worth it. Uh, my dogs, again, I believe are performing at their peak condition uh and a lot of that is thanks to nook shook uh, they've been on the 30 25 blend for uh, some time now and later this spring summer i'll transition them to the 26 16 blend and uh it's just been a really really quality dog food so if you've not checked it out already i would highly encourage you to check out nookshookpro.com this is also brought to you by Trinity Bretons, home of the Epignol Breton. Uh, you know, in, in past episodes, I've had Jeff and Josh Ryder both on this podcast talking uh, bird dogs and breeding and what they're doing with their uh, breeding program over at Trinity. And you know, guys, they are breeding some of the best bred Epignol Bretons here in the country. Um, their thoughtfulness um, into genetics and um, testing and really getting the best and the most out of these dogs to make them incredible in the field and trials uh, as well as though in the home uh, we all know these dogs live with us and so if you've been uh, considering an Epignol Breton definitely reach out to Trinity Bretons um, all over Facebook Instagram all the good stuff uh, trinitybretons.com Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'm your host, Will Larson. And no, I did not. I did not forget about Final Rise in the opening uh, sponsor reads. I wanted to save it till the end here because I have a really, really exciting giveaway opportunity to announce to you guys that's going to be starting today. Um, so today is, gosh, February 21st, 2023. And this giveaway is going to be starting today. Um, it is going to be for anyone signed up on Patreon. So anyone who's a Patreon supporter of the Upland Rookie, um, you will be entered in the giveaway. And the reason this is important for you to know is anyone who's signed up in the month of February will get um, basically their entry doubled. 
So if you sign up in the month of February, your entry will be doubled. No matter what tier you're on, no matter if you're on the $5 tier, the $10 tier or higher, um, I will double your entry for anyone who has signed up in the month of February. Um, so it's going to run through mid-March. I'm going to put out a social post here pretty soon. Um, kind of go over all, all the details um, just in writing so you can all see it. But super stoked. We're going to be giving away. Um, so this past weekend was Pheasant Fest and the Quail Classic. And uh, Matt and his team over at Final Rise um, revealed the brand new uh, Summit XT vest. Now the Summit, if you don't know, is the kind of the original vest that Matt came out with several years ago now. Um, I've been rocking it since it originally launched. Um, it's been such a staple piece of gear. Um, I'm not only taking it every single hunting trip, but I'm also wearing it at trials, summer training, spring training. Um, I mean, you name it. This, this vest has been with me pretty much every time I leave the house with my dogs. And so Matt took the the classic um, Summit vest and just made some updates and some tweaks to the vest that just are going to send it over the top. So if you have a Summit vest right now, if you have maybe a legacy, you're looking at an update, uh, maybe you want to give your existing vest to a spouse, a friend, uh, your, your kid, whoever it might be, um, the Summit XT vest is just kind of that Cadillac, <laughs> that next level vest um, that just has some some premium features that really took what was an incredible product already and just kind of put it over the top. Um, in addition, so you're going to win the vest. I'm going to pick one winner. Uh, you'll win the vest and a field glove from Final Rise or your choice can be winner's choice. They can choose a field glove or an accessory uh, to go along with the vest. So two great products. I'm going to throw in a hat and a bunch of stickers as well um, to whoever wins. So just a reminder, um, get signed up on Patreon in the month of February specifically um, because I'm going to double your entry. Again, uh, I you know, a little as five bucks a month is the, the lowest tier, 10 bucks a month and higher. Um, so no matter whatever tier you choose, I will just double that um, for whoever signed up in the month of February. So make sure you get signed up today um, and you'll be entered in the this awesome giveaway, really. Um, get this new vest, get it uh, right when it launches. Um, I mean, you know, Final Rise, they've Matt's been putting out um, just some incredible gear uh, from the gun cases and the, all the vests, the field glove, which has just been, um, you know, one of my favorite things I've picked up this past year um, was getting the, that field glove. Um, gosh, he's, I mean, he just revealed the new um, new field pant as well. Um, he created a field pant, a lightweight early season uh, performance hoodie. I mean, he's just cranking out some really, really thoughtful and innovative products that um, are just I've personally seen the products stand the test of time and they really do speak for themselves. So anyways, get entered on patreon.com slash the Upland Rookie Podcast. Become a supporter. And not only are you going to be entered into the giveaway, but every um, all funds that are raised through Patreon go directly back to the podcast. Um, help cover recording fees, equipment upgrades, um, things like that. So, so just so you know that um, your support through Patreon is going directly back into these episodes that you guys are listening to week after week. So I greatly appreciate it, guys. I'm really thankful to Matt um, and his team for um, doing this giveaway with us. Um, I'm really excited to get this vest in the hands of someone um, out there. Uh, and so get signed up today. I'll post some, some more details um, on Facebook and Instagram about the giveaway, but it'll end mid-March. But again, get signed up in February, your entry will get doubled. So, hey guys, um, I'm, I've made this real long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been trying to record this intro now for a couple days. Um, 
tail end of a cold and strep running through our house and all sorts of stuff. So um, I'm, I'm kind of fighting off. Uh, I'm trying to cough here. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying really hard to uh, to keep it in. But so I'll, I'll kind of keep this short. I um, just want to share about the giveaway happening with Final Rise. Um, the other giveaway, again, I, I'm directly not impacted from this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving it away personally, but B Pro Kennels is giving away a dog box, a shotgun, and a, a hunting trip to South Dakota. Um, so all you have to do with B Pro Kennels giveaway is buy um, a piece of merchandise off B Pro Kennels website, shirt, hoodie, hat, whatever it might be, and you'll be entered into their giveaway. Um, again, he's got two awesome giveaways and that closes the end of February. So that, that giveaway has been open for the whole month of Feb. Get signed up over there. Um, all you gotta do is buy a hat, hoodie, stickers, and whatever it might be. And, uh, so he's got all the details as well on his Instagram, the website. So if you want your chance to win a dog box or a brand new shotgun, um, head over to bprokennels.com for all the info and, uh, and get signed up over there. So that's really all I wanted to drop on you right now. Um, we're going to dive into the interview. Um, this is with Delvin Terry of Just Hounds and also Just Upland. Um, love this conversation with Delvin. Really appreciate his insights and just learning more about him and, and what he's been doing with hound dogs as well as bird dogs. So hope you guys enjoy. Uh, this one's with Delvin Terry. <laughs> There's a lot going on at one time, you know, again, it's the uh, camp. Camera positioning, turning equipment right. on, watching the yeah. hunter, safety, all that stuff. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's it's tricky. Yeah, man. So, it, um, so a lot of guys, like I said, especially some of the guys that I have on the team with me. Uh, I mean, we try we try to find time to put you know get the dogs on there and get the camera, get yeah. get good shots. But it's tough, you know, it unless is. you got like a GoPro on or something yeah. like that, where it's recording con- continuously. Yeah. It's tough. You know. I, I was going to ask, are you using a GoPro or just like your phone or a nice, nice so, camera? Or If I don't have my, um, I have like a mirrorless camera, Canon. If I'm uh-huh. not carrying that, um, I typically pull my phone out to catch other still shots or catch some video action shots. Okay. Um, I, I've had the GoPros in the past, but like I said, I forget to hit the, cam- the record yeah. button. You know, certain stuff like that goes on, but um, it, it's tougher because from, from a, of a, the GoPro perspective, well, nowadays, they, I mean, the camera quality is so much better now, sure. you know, on some of the GoPros. But before, you know, when it first started out, it was like, ah, that's not a good, I, I hate the graininess of it. Yeah, it almost so, wasn't worth it when they first came out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So you know, I've always kind of stuck with the phone or the or the uh, the mirrorless camera. But, that's awesome. You know, we're here hey, now. So hopefully, the, maybe, maybe in the future, I'll try it out. Yeah, man. I was going to say the phones have gotten so good these days. I mean, it's like ridiculous what you can do with a, whether it's a nicer Android or Apple or yeah. it's, you know, the yeah. camera qualities are fantastic right now. Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, when you get, when you get any, uh, any of the stuff that's within, well, let's say 2010, I mean, yeah. You, and like anything and, above there. Yeah. You're pretty much in good shape. I mean, it's 720, you know, 1080p, anything you yeah. can get past that. You're in, you're in a good because yeah. for me I love catching good early morning shots. Mm. I love catching you know like the colors and the, the fur and stuff on the on the birds or the yeah. feathers on the. Um, so it, it you know when you catch good shots, you know nowadays everybody wants to see all those yeah. type of things. You know the sure. colors on the dog, yeah. how the dog's pointing. You know, and I do too. Granted, you know, I want to be. I want to. Oh, be it's, it's, good ni- it's nice to look back on those. Yeah, and remember those yeah. those hunts or you know training days, whatever it might be. Right, right, right. Those are always fun. Those are always fun. Well, uh, are you going? Uh, you going to Pheasant Fest at all? 
Um, you know, we had looked into trying to find some time to go out, but uh, we won't be able to make it out this year. Like I said, for me, uh, especially school schedule and stuff like that, it, yeah, I won't be able to make it uh, yeah. and make it a turnaround. But next year we're trying. I think it'll be, I think what they say, Minnesota or not next year. Is it, is it Minnesota? Is it's Minnesota this year? It's Minneapolis. Do you know yeah. where? Did they? I'm not sure where where they said it'd be at next. I feel year. like it's is it's it further west? South? No, South Dakota was last year, right? Right, South Dakota was last yeah, year. Yeah, it was last year. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure where the next one's going to be. Hopefully, yeah, it's closer so I, to Colorado. That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> or or yeah, yeah. or Ohio. <laughs> or Ohio, your, in between. For your you know, sake. We, can, we, can, we can figure it out a little bit. But, How about uh, Chicago? How about Chicago? We, I got some family in Chicago. Chicago I can stay cool. with. That's only five hours away. You know, yeah. we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you ever been to one before? No, so we. I've I've never been to Pheasant Fest. Have you? Okay. Same. No, same here. I have not not been. Right. I was. I was say, I'm in your same boat, man. I was. I was trying to get yeah. there this year, and just uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but. Yeah, it looks like a blast. Though. I mean, everybody typically shows up. I mean, they you can get so much information from those things as well. You oh know yeah, so many different people come show up. So many different guides, professionals. Yeah, and yeah, and just to meet, yeah, just to meet people and the camaraderie. I think is yeah. is, is one of the cooler parts of it for sure. But um, well, Delvin, let's uh, let's jump on in here, man. Um, why don't you first off um, uh, introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit of of who you are and uh, put us on the map. Where are you talking to us from? So. Talking to you from Dayton, Ohio. Um, like I said, I, I own Just Towns. It's a brand, but it has developed into um, just an outdoor service uh, here in the area. We provide an opportunity for young men and young ladies, adults who are interested in going out um, and trying to learn a little bit more about hunting, learn about dog work. And, um, you know, a lot of people that come out with us only know about the deer hunting. They're like, oh, I want deer hunt, but haven't really found or been able to see, you know, dog work. Um, and so we give them the opportunity to see what dog work looks like and, you know, kind of blows them away. Like, oh, wow, that's, I love this because then they get a chance to want to go with a dog or want to go try this. So mm. it gives them an opportunity to have a companion in the field as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, we, we've, we've started that. It's kind of taken its, its, its toll and people love it. Um, we love it. We love being able to help and teach people um, and show people a different avenue as to, you know, what we love to do and, and what we call like sticking with tradition. This year sure. is called Legacy Season. Because okay. we're trying to establish that legacy for our children and our family, and just the, mm. just the, the, the sport in general, um, yeah. just establishing you know awesome dog work, awesome people, awesome fellowship. So you know that legacy is what we kind of trying to build on. But yeah, that's that's basically in a nutshell. Um, yeah. hounds and bird dogs. <laughs> that's so cool, man! You got you got both worlds right there the hound the hound world and the and the bird dog world. That's yeah, uh, that's gonna yeah, make sure. for a good conversation right here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, have you been out with any hounds no i i've not ever hunted with with hounds or, or anything like that that's that's a new new world for me okay well we'll, we'll have to set something up so yeah next man, season I, we'll, we'll turn out a yes. hunt that way i think this this conversation is gonna be very educational for me as well <laughs> i've had a couple guests here and there that are in that world a little bit but um yeah. i'm excited to hear hear a little bit more about it curious on on the just hounds uh, kind of what you're what you're running right now you mentioned that it kind of sounds like a heavy emphasis on like new hunters and um you know people who aren't really in this world is that correct yeah so so originally started uh for me um like i said i i've been hunting since i was five but um, you know, being a black kid in hunting, hunting world, you really typically don't get looked at as like, oh, you hunt, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, wearing camouflage and uh, that was natural for me. I just, you know, we're hunting sure. stuff all the time. But I also wanted to be able to wear things to practice or after practice that was, you know, geared towards the type of style that I like to hunt. So as far as hounds or bird hunting. So 
throughout, I think for the last 30, 30 plus years, it's only been present forever. Um, Browning, um, you've got, you've got certain real big individuals, big, big sides that were there. They have more majority of the, the either bird, bird, bird hunting, or sure. you have deer hunting. And so I wanted to just start a brand where it, it, people feel comfortable representing what they love to do, bird hunt, mm. just upland, and then you also have just hounds. Um, mm. And so in that brand, it started with clothing. It started with just trying to share um, with the community, with people that's in their hunting community, um, just, just to put on something that you enjoy and share it with the next person. Because like typically, right, you'll see somebody driving down the street with a pickup with a dog box on the back. You're like, oh, that's a hunter, right? But you know, you might be in school and you might bump into a kid and he that you never knew he hunted, yeah. but he's got bird dog shirt on. And you're like, oh wow, man, yeah. you hunt. So it kind of just played that same kind that's, of that's that's cool. Yeah. So you kind of threw your apparel and design, it sounds like you were trying to kind of market it to the people who aren't really in this space, Definitely. right? That's that's because that's, I mean, cool. you like to you I mean if we're hunters, we're gonna know off rip, like, you yeah. know, we still strike up a conversation. We can talk dogs, we can talk hunting, but for the, for the individual who's just getting into it or hasn't really felt confident enough to just step out, put some new, put, wear some camouflage or wear certain sure. stuff. They aren't really feeling it. Um, just to feel comfortable, you know, feel comfortable putting something on that, that you enjoy doing. Or if you, if you're a kid and you just want to throw on some hound gear or you want to throw on a, a bird dog says, you know, a rooster or fl- something yeah. flying on your shirt uh, or a bird dog pointing a, a rooster, you just want to be able to wear it and feel cool without like a Nike shirt or not, or, or a totally. Under Armour shirt. Um, yeah. And so we geared it towards that and it slowly but surely started picking up. People wanted to, oh man, I want to go with you guys. Can you show us this? And so we started building platforms to where we can offer classes and opportunities for young men and young ladies to uh, come out and experience what um, our sport is and the, the truths and untruths about hunters um yeah. and the sport you know wow man some people get misconceptions about us right sure absolutely well i think that was a, was a really really good teaser i want to unpack um just hounds definitely a little bit more here in a second yeah, let's let's learn a little bit more about you i know you, you said you mentioned you know you, you were hunting since you were five like t- take us through your upbringing um your family and, and your journey getting into hunting and both in the hound world and the, and the upland world well like i said my father was a big hunter uh as far as hounds is concerned. So he did a lot of rabbit hunting, a lot of coon hunting um, in Mississippi. And so um, he traveled here by way of Central State. He had a basketball scholarship to go to, to a college here in Central HBCU, historically black college here in Ohio, and was able to um, play ball, um, was able to get a job in the educational system, but um, still hunted, still was able to, to do the things he loved. And so um, as I was concepted and, and continued to get behind him and walk behind him in, in the woods, um, I started to love it, right? And for me, you know, like kids, you just go and sure. follow dad, right? But for me, we've always had the dogs in the yard. And I've always had a thing for dogs. I've always loved dogs. Um, watching the hounds in the backyard and, and watching him work them, watching him taking them out at night. So, so he so he had hounds that he, he was hunting with? and Oh, yeah. He had, okay. he had coon dogs. I mean, he did this he did coon hunt competitions and all those things. So he, he was okay. really into it. He really loved it as well. So he would go like now, like I just got off work, working at school. He would get off, <laughs> come home and he'd be on the way out to the woods at night. Coon hunt. That's awesome. <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of how it started for me. And so five years in, well, being becoming five, right. I, yeah. I was able to get out with him. Uh, we was on a rabbit hunt and uh, 
was able to roll my first rabbit behind some dogs. And <laughs> I haven't looked back since. And, That's uh, awesome. What I say, probably by the, by the time I was probably 10 or 12, he was having some German, he had German short air pointers. And so we started getting into bird hunting. Okay. Um, and that's how I started behind German short hairs. And wow. uh, always had German short hairs up till about seven, eight years ago. <laughs> okay. And, and then you got, you moved away from now, the short hairs? Yeah. So now I got all English pointers, long tailed okay. dogs, three white, curly white dogs. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. And, um, you know, it, uh, I love them. I love being able to see them work through the field. Yeah. Um, I, but like I said, that doesn't take anything away from GSP because I love the GSP. I love setters as well. Um, and then I, like I said, we went out to Iowa last season uh, with Trinity Britneys and, and was able oh, to yeah, get yeah. behind Josh. And nice. Josh got had, had some Brits out. And so we really got a chance to get behind some good Brits and That's watch awesome. some good dogs as well there. So I love all the dogs. I love all yeah, the yeah. gun dogs. But uh, for me right now, um, that that long tail, that, that white, is 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 something to be be seen out there in the field. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man! Those are beautiful, beautiful little Ferraris running around out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> man, um, so, so, yeah. Oh, I bet, I bet. Um, go back to the hound side for just. Do you have any hound dogs still? Yeah, so we got beagles. Okay. Right, I don't, okay. I don't have any coon dogs or anything like that at the moment. Okay. Um, you know, my mom, my wife's probably happy about that. But, <laughs> yeah, <you> sure. <laughs> But we had, like I said, we have we have four beagles, um, and like I said, we get out, we rabbit hunt, and you know if we get a chance, we like this past weekend we did a bird hunt on a Saturday and we rabbit hunted on Sunday. So it <laughs> That's just awesome. depends on the mood or depends on what guys want to do that day, and we get out and have a little fun on both sides of it. Uh, so, so this is again, I, I know basically nothing about the hound and, and uh, okay. so, dog so world. So, well, 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 here's my question, and then yes, let's let's break it down a little further. Will a beagle <laughs> Can you hunt like a, a coon with a beagle? Will they do that? He'll track it. Like I said, you could track the hound. You could track any dog to track something. But so in okay. this case, so if you had a, a, a beagle, you could you could track him. But what the difference is for coon dogs, um, they're much bigger and much taller. Much So a coon will, will travel and run a dog for a mile before it goes up a tree. Okay. Right? Um, so having a bigger dog, having a, a stronger dog uh, with an open chest, uh, have better endurance versus a mm. beagle who's meant to run, you know, I mean, they Short, can put up miles. Shorter distances. And, uh, yeah, shorter distances. But but they're, they're meant to track and they're meant to chase. Okay. Um, coon dogs meant to track, chase, and tree. Um, okay. And so their, their, their job is to look up and to open up. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's, it's totally different. Um, so same as if you, we were, you know, Hunting a big cat or a big bear, um, you'd be looking to, for bigger hounds, for much larger hounds to to chase. Um, and it's the same thing for coons. Um, yeah, you could, like I said, that some people use beagles to flush birds. Um, and um, I mean, it, it's whatever you'd like to do with yeah, them. I guess that, whatever you make, whatever you yeah, make of it. Whatever you make, yeah. <laughs> Can you actually kind of, again, at a general term, we don't have to get super nitty gritty, but can you take us through kind of like, like say you get a young, you know, young uh, hound dog, you know, okay. like, like what are you doing with that young dog to like, again, I know the bird dog world training, introduce them to birds, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like what would you do with a young, you know, hound dog? So in the same case, right. So in the same case we have if, right now, like we got two pups on the ground. Uh, there'll be six week old, seven weeks old this week coming up. Okay. Um, so 
So in the same same way, we would start working with a, a a bird dog, right? We're working on recall, you know, little treats here, you know, just having a little fun. We want dogs sure. to be dogs, puppies to be puppies, and build as much confidence as they can. Yeah. So um, as they get about a month old or so, uh, two months old, three months old, we're starting to develop the tracking that tracking in them. So we're you know pulling a little you know scent trail around the house to see if they're able to track if they're able to follow um pull like for me my kids love to take a hot dog and just drag <laughs> it to the yard right so that now they're using that nose um they're starting to develop those those strong senses of using their nose to track um and by then uh so like let's say let's say we weren't in the hunt season let's say we didn't have sure. any type of um game to go and find you'd, you'd either work it on a starting pen where you had you go and train a dog in a starting pen where they've got bird they got rabbits and you'd let your, your pup out and he just instinctively start chasing he'll bump a rabbit he'll mm. chase it um or like you said i i've trained a lot of dogs off a of roadkill right so okay. uh i've picked up some you find some rabbits on the side of the road and all you're really looking for is that scent that that strong scent for them to want to chase that hide for them to want to love and to pull gotcha. and thug one uh, let them chase it around, let them play with it, and just develop that love for that particular animal, that game. Sure. Um, same goes for bird dogs, right? Uh, when we put him down, when we put him down on the ground first, we get, we're get we not putting him down with a big, huge rooster, right? We're not trying sure. to intimidate him off you, you built You're so, building up to it still, it sounds like. That's right. We're still building up that that bird drive and that drive for, the, for that rabbit, that coon, whatever it is that you're looking for okay. uh, for that particular hunt or that whatever you're – that sports you're in for that particular year, but uh, it's all the same. Yeah, Once you start, yeah, it, yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sounds like some of the concepts. It can and, get difficult. So let's say let's say you've trained him to do all these great things. Um, the pup is starting to develop great skills. He's he's picking up. Uh, he's probably about six seven months old by now, um, and you've got him out there in the field, and he's opened up on his first rabbit, and he's running his first rabbit. Um, he's finally turned him and brought him back. And then you're confident in him. He gets out and he bumps a, a deer, right? Mm. Um, these, th- this is the point where you're trying to find where you can correct him, right? Because he can bump mm. one, but does he chase it, right? Does he have mm. the desire to chase that deer or does he stick with the rabbit? Does he stick oh, with sure. that? Um, and so you start to find different habits and different, different desires out of dogs. You have some dogs who are super geared, super high drive, and they're like, oh, there's a deer. I'm going to chase it. Oh, right? <laughs> next next, next best thing. <laughs> Right. We can correct it. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why we have our, 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 our trash collars and things like that. We can correct it and call him off of it. But then we want to continue to make, make adjustments as he gets older and as he continues yeah. to train. Kind of uh, fine, fine tuning and, and getting the, yeah, yeah. everything dialed yeah, so in. Same thing for, for bird dogs, right? I'm walking like I just had this past week. Rain is doing a great job backing. She's done a really mm-hmm. great job this season honoring the point, right? Um, but she loves to creep still, right? Okay. And so those are things we're still working on with Whoa, right? She sure. she does a good job initially with it, but when she's getting a little eager, now she's seeing this other dog in front of her. So she's real competitive, right? Sure. And she's like, is he going to get the point? Is he going to get it before I get it, right? So we're building on those habits to honor. And just uh, when I say Whoa, you just ease up a little bit and hold it hold it yeah. for me right there and stand it yeah. completely still. Yeah. So those, all those different worlds have their different stuff, but it's the same Typical concepts. You're just working sure. and, and finding, fine tuning the little things that you see uh, yeah. that you don't want the dogs to do or that you do. 
That's awesome, man. It's like, where did you, again, it sounds like dogs were in your life from a young age, but like, where did you then, because it sounds like you're training a lot of your own dogs, whether it's the tracking dogs or your bird dogs now, where did you learn this from? So watching dad train and work, um, but then I also read a lot of books. I've also got behind. Um, so him running GSPs, I was always out on, um, instead over here in Ohio, we have a lot of bird farms. We have a lot of guy, guys that sure. guide dogs and work dogs. So just being on the farms, watching these guys develop their habits and develop their dogs and uh, getting behind some of these guys. And they're showing me these bird dogs are showing me the different tools and things that they use um, and just picking up different skills from different trainers and different mm -hmm. guides over the years. Um, and then you find your own habits, right? You find your own way that you think works for you. Um, but you also pick up other things. It's like, oh, wow, that works. Or he's trying this. Let me try that. Um, and so that's just the business we're in is, is communicating with each other, you know, piggybacking off of training tips and different things that they thought worked because I might have a super hard headed dog and he doesn't work. doesn't anything that I'm tra training to do. He won't listen. Sure. And then I take him up the street to another guy and it's like clockwork. He won't hmm. like, wow, he wouldn't do that for me. Is it that person? Is it the guy or is it my training hmm. method? You know what I mean? Uh, so sure. all of those things happen, uh, but I'm studying, reading books getting behind guys that know it and was open to training and teaching me some things. Yeah. Um, and like I said, being behind my dad, there was a lot of older guys in the field telling mm. me what not to do, how to do, okay. you know, where to, where to get behind dogs, how to, how to treat dogs in the field. Um, and, and to trust your dog. Um, I've hunted behind some bad guys in the field of, you know, not, not to say that they're, bad guys but sure, sure. bad in, in the way they train or the way they work their dog right sure um so i've had experience in both both worlds like oh wow yeah. you got to see what works what doesn't what your style yeah. is right yeah yeah so it, it it's and it's a it's an ongoing thing right there's no like i know it all there's no like there's no end date of like yeah, okay yeah. now i yeah <laughs> there's always something new and there's always a new way and you always meet up. You might like like I love um, watching Miller and and the way he works his his mm. bird dogs. Uh, studying some of his old film and listening to him talk about woeing dogs and letting pups be pups and waiting a year before he starts to work dogs. But then you also have Hickok and he's the way he moves and works his dogs. Um, sure. and, and different different guys um, who have who have been on different stages in their life as far as uh, competition. What you know and and listening to some guys who haven't even been on the competition stage who are just mm. Dog men who just love yeah. dogs, just love to train, right? Um, and just learning from different people. Uh, yeah. well, I'm, I'm going to learn a whole lot from you, I'm sure, over the next couple of years. It's like, oh, wow, I love how he used that and, and what he did with that particular dog. And I sure. should try that here. So it's it's different stuff, man. Yeah. Time. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What um what kind of what kind of hunting are you doing most? I know in Ohio, you got a lot of bird farms and, and all that kind of stuff, preserves. Yeah. Um, are you taking any, any trips? What, what have you... You know, doing trips this past season or? Yeah. Yeah. So um, typically we try to get out, like I said, Iowa, you have uh, we, Alabama. We get out to Alabama. Like my buddy, just the family of mine that just came in from town was West Virginia. Okay. So there are states and stuff that we are as bird, as wild bird hunters. There's no way I can feel confident to just hunt wild birds here in Ohio. Sure. So sure. Kansas, uh, Iowa, South Dakota, you know, all those locations, you're going to have to get out there and sure. And, going to spend some money to get out of state and hunt yeah um but but that's the fun part of it right yeah um, it's an adventure you know, <laughs> yeah you know going in the unknown finding spaces that you're not necessarily confident in um but you're just studying a map and looking at it and just 
going at it. You know, you and the yeah. dog and a, and, a, and a hunt buddy and you guys are having fun. So yeah. it, we got to get out of state. I have a lot of private property here. Like you said, as far as rabbit hunting is concerned. Sure. Um, and you know, there are, there are, there are wild birds as far as quail. Um, but they've, they've only limited the, the bag limit to one. Right. So it's okay. like, you know, we might put on 15, 20 miles and I'm only bagging one bird. Sure. It's kind of tough. You know, yeah. on a dog who's working great all day, right. he's cov- locking up on a covey of quail or two coveys the whole time, and I'm only shooting one bird for him. It's kind of yeah, uh, kind of yeah, kind of productive. That's tough. I, I've heard Ohio <laughs> can be can be tough for that because yeah, yeah, even yeah, pheasants yeah. too. Pheasant are they have they have a very small population, if I remember right, of like very true small wild. Population. You can come across some some wild birds. You can come across some wild you chucker. I mean, I mean not chucker, but but grouse, um, some woodcock. Uh-huh. Um, you have your pheasant, but it's far and few between. Now, as far as grouse is concerned, you know, Michigan, Ohio, you get up, you get up further, further north or down south or up closer to Virginia, you're going to get up your, your grouse. Yeah. Um, the woodcock is pretty much all over. Um, okay. There's certain spots that you can hit that you can get some good population of. Not too many people hunt them here. You know what I mean? It's, oh, okay. Um, one of those birds is like, you oh, got to wow, kind of time, time the flight, right? Yes. Yeah. And the seasons go in and out too many times, right? If you're not really a mm-hmm. bird hunter, you don't know about it, right? Everybody sure. here is deer. so it's all about deer, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's all. The, it's either deer or you go out on Thanksgiving for a bird, and you're like, oh, gonna, <laughs> everybody's like Fort Knox out there on sure. public land, <laughs> trying to have fun. <laughs> oh man, have uh, have you gotten your dogs out uh, out west at all, like into the big open prairies at all, or is that on your no, bucket list not, still? Not yet, definitely on the bucket list. So um, we were we were supposed to try to get out with Josh and do do something like that out west. Okay. Um, but like I said, my my educational schedule is is totally backwards when it comes to that because we with kids back at school in August. Yeah. And, and I, I was going to ask you about that, like being in the education world, like schedule wise, like that's got to be tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely tough. Uh, so weekends are definitely, um, you know, when I get opportunity, I'm out there. Um, sure. And if, like I said, I got to put in some time. So if I'm scheduling out hunts, so Christmas time is like the huge time where I have like a gap where we're off sure. for Christmas break. I'm like, okay, we're going, we're hunting. We're, we're going yeah, to let's go. My wife, my wife knows like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, but it's tough because her birthday is the 27th of December. So oh. it's like smack in the middle. <laughs> That's tough, man. That's <laughs> tough. Yeah, definitely tough. So uh, like early year, early season, uh, you know, we do a lot of dove hunting, do a lot of training. Um but a lot of seasons start opening up uh, in November because I, I would I love to get on some prairie grouse, right? Some sage grouse, mm, sure. different things like that. that. Open up early parts of the year, yeah. Um, and just just to try, just to get out there in Nebraska, get out there and out there in Idaho, Wyoming, and try those sure. different birds. Um, but uh, that's just just one of those yeah. bucket list birds, as well as some chucker, get up in the mountains and yeah, and do that yeah. as well. Same here, man. That'd be that'd be fun. Well, if you make your way out west. So open invite. I will. I will meet meet up with you, or we'll figure yeah, something out. Yeah, we man, definitely gonna do that. Because I got to bring the house too, right? I have to. <laughs> you have yeah. to. I'm very intrigued, but I'm very intrigued <laughs> to hunt behind uh, a tracking dog like that. That'd be that'd be a blast. I think. For sure. For sure. That'd be awesome. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. Like I said, this season we took some guys out who'd never hunted behind the hounds, and uh, yeah. they got a kick out of it. Man, they had a blast, and was able to watch the dogs work and watch them bring that the rabbit back to them, and yeah. Um, just the, and then watching the rabbit, you know, try to outsmart the rat, the dogs, right? You have sure. the rabbit who might do cross over his track or run over his track or yeah. go figure eight to try to trick the dogs. Um, so they, they got a kick out of that, man. And it's, it's, it's just, 
fun to watch the dogs figure it all out on the go. Yeah. Um, likewise with, with the bird dogs. Absolutely. Here's a really dumb question. Um, so is the, is the dog catching the rabbit or is it just pinning it down and you'll come up and shoot the rabbit? So let's say we're out and just like we are, let's say we walk in the field, we're hitting the fence row and we're planning to get up a covey of quail, right? Okay. Um, in that covey, let's say a typical a dog would go and point a couple hundred yards or 50 yards ahead of us. We're like, oh, we got a okay. point. Right? In this case, right, we'll hear the dog say, oh, and he struck, he struck, right? Oh. So we know there's a rabbit in there. The rabbit's not going to let him catch him, right? Right. He's going to haul, haul it, and he's going he's gonna to run all the way up this tree line, and the dog's going to get behind him. He's going to bark, 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 bark until that rabbit turns. The rabbit's going to bark, bark. So now I'm hearing the dog chase, and I'm getting a, a, a gist of where that, that rabbit is running and how he's oh. going to run. So typically a rabbit will run a circle, and if we're in a tree line or a fence line, he's going to run up, and if he has nowhere else to go, he's going to come right back. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say, hey, get ready on, your, on that side of the fence, right? Get ready. If I'm going to be on my side of the fence line and sure. I'm watching to see if that rabbit either comes down the center or if he's going to come out wide on your on the left oh, side. Oh, interesting. So he's either going to come pent with his ears pent back, hauling it past you, or he's going to come tipping. So trying okay. to listen for the dog. So what you'll see is he'll tip and listen for the dogs to see where yeah. he's at or how close they are. Or they're, they're pushing him a little too hard or too fast and he's going. Yeah. He's going. Wow. So we're going to okay. see how shoot. That is wow! I did not know. I, that was fascinating. Oh my gosh, that's got to be uh, quite the uh, quite the experience out there. It's fun. Yeah, listen fine, for man. the dog and and plan out. Where, yeah, dang. Yeah, definitely. That's sometimes, good. sometimes the, the rabbit is quite a ways out in front of the dogs. Sometimes he's a couple feet in front of him, almost about to yeah. get caught. So, yeah, because uh, I mean, be, be, beagles. I mean, they're they're pretty small, right? So I mean, they're not. They can't be the. I mean, they're pretty fast, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some fast ones. Um, okay. And, you know, so you you have uh, a range of dog, different speeds of dogs when it comes to beagles. And, you know, a lot of guys, uh, well, they say I like a medium speed dog, right? So he's like in about okay. five or a four and a half, six. Um, and then you got a higher speed dog who's okay. pushing that rack, right? A lot of guys who are slower, who, who are older, will, or who, who are, who are uh, in competition, and and doing some some hunts, they like their dogs to just work that line, mm-hmm. and they, they, so they get points by staying on line, staying on track, okay. right? Um, and striking, who strikes first, different things like that. Sure. But for me, as a game hunter, as a, as a rabbit hunter, you know, I'm looking for him to get out and the dogs to push him, and to push him out of that thicket. I don't want to give the rabbit opportunity to feel like he can make it home. Because mm. the slower he is, the slower he's going, the more time he thinks about where he can get to. Ah, okay. Interesting. So, so it, it, it's a thinking game. If you can keep the rabbit moving, you're in business. As long as the dogs yeah. can keep the keep the track and, and pick it up, you got a race going. Dang, man. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. <laughs> um, all right, I got to ask you, um, switching over to the bird dog side a little bit. Um, so, so what led you then to say, all right, I'm going English pointer, uh, you know, no more GSP. What, what led you to that decision? So, um, I, we had a, had a, my dad got ran into a guy named John Gillespie. And so Gillespie is a, um, the president of NASTRA here in Ohio. Okay. Um, and so he, he's great about getting his dogs out and working um, in competition. And, and, and the NASTRA, I didn't know anything about it at all, right? Um, and so getting into studying that and learning all about the competition side of bird hunting, it was very intriguing to me, um, the different styles, the points how much, you know, how competitive it is as far as from the dog standpoint, hmm. how many points a dog, you know, how, how long he has to hold his point before 
Um, he has to, he has to flush it before we can flush the bird. Um, and he got a pup from, from him. And the pup that I got was an English pointer. And so, um, from there on, it was just like, like, Oh wow. I love this doll. And it has never, I've never turned back. Now that's not to say I won't go get me another GSP. I won't like, cause I, I've, (laughs) I've come close several times, but you know, it's it's been. Um, if it were up to me, I'd have all whole pen full of just <laughs> all, dogs. all different. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but so were you a, when you got that English pointer pup? Were you looking to just get another breed, or were you looking specifically for a pointer? So at that point in time, I was I was heavy into rabbit hunting. Like so, I had hounds, huh. and you know, Dad was looking. He was trying to get roll right on into bird hunting. So he was trying to take that avenue just because he loved bird, bird hunting in general. Um, but I, and for me, it was, I was intrigued by the, the competition of it, um, mm. and how, how they got out, how they studied it, how they won. Um, so it, back then it was, I believe it was the, uh, gun dog circuit. Um, if you're familiar mm. with that, they yeah. had, they had, they had that going on. It was on YouTube. It was on, on, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Or, Bird dog or wars, wars or something. Yeah. yeah that was great, wars. man. That was so yeah. fun. <laughs> so, um, that was like, I was like, I gotta do this. It was like something that I was like in me. And I was like, I'm so I, that particular dog I, I worked with, um, I studied red books and everything on just the competition side, not yeah. just the, you know, bird hunting. Because it, for me, it was like, oh, we're just going to bird hunt. I can cut a dog loose and he can, he can naturally point a bird. Right. Sure. Um, and we could say we're bird hunting, but for me, I wanted to get into it a little heavier. I wanted to study it a little bit more. I wanted to figure out the ins and outs of it and why, why it was, um, as big as it was, as far mm. as on the competition side, and so watching watching Bird Dog Wars um, and watching them guys win, and watching those guys turn dogs who typically wouldn't be, because I was like one of the guys, he had got some dogs from a, uh, I think a pound, one of the pounds or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. And um, end up winning a couple years, and I was like, wow, I got to figure That's- out how I can. Yeah, do this. <laughs> then I, think, I, think, I think that particular competition has has gone away. I'm not sure if they still do that bird dog yeah, wars I'm not or not. Sure. But, um, and so that's how Nastra um, here in the Ohio division started for me. I, okay, like I said, and then you know, but at that point I didn't have kids. Sure, I had them, but I, I wasn't. I, I, it wasn't as my my oldest daughter's 17 now, but she has sure. she was still young. So I was like, okay, I could still play yeah, yeah. And a little bit by the competition. But yep. After, you know, baby number two. <laughs> then, then kids come in and trialing yeah. gets very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, trialing is definitely is definitely tough to get into uh, because it's something consistent. You have to be consistent. You have yeah. to p- keep your dogs um, f- tuned up. And, you you know, you want to keep them getting their point system. You want to make sure they get yeah. getting all those extra points so that you yeah, can Yeah, if you stay. have a goal of, a, you know, a title on them or something, it's like you can't just yeah. run one event. Like, it's going to be multiple. I mean, yeah. So, they had, so, what they started doing here is they call like icebreakers. Um, okay. so some of, some of the, uh, the bird farms would do the icebreakers and they would have like a little trial, a mock trial or something like that. And they do oh, like, fun. you know, so we, we, you know, we started having a little fun, you know, getting in some of those. And then you also had, like I said, you have the Nastras where I just get out and just watch guys work dogs without getting sure. involved in getting involved in that is a totally different than getting sure. in an icebreaker. Um, cause the icebreaker, you know, they don't, they're not knocking you for a lot of the rules that you would get in. Oh, uh, sure. A little, a little more relaxed and. Yeah, definitely a lot more relaxed than, yeah. than, you know, getting bumped or getting knocked for some of the points that you would get for a dog not not holding or not backing or doing things like that yeah. or 
Um, if you're doing a brace with a dog, you know, it's a whole different story. Um, yeah. But um, it was so intriguing to me. And that's how yeah. I got into this portion of, you know, guiding and different things like that, because I just loved watching the bird dogs work. Um, yeah. And, you know, here we are today trying to, you know, keep, keep it alive with, with kids who've never seen a bird dog work. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's the thing, man. Introducing these, these kids and, and people who haven't uh, experienced this, what we get to, what, what we get to see. I, I, I've said this probably a couple of times in the podcast, but I think what we get to experience as bird hunters, whether it's at a preserve or wild birds, whatever it is, like it's special. Like it's something special we get to um, experience out in the outdoors with our dogs, yeah, with right. some close friends and family. Um, it, it's hard to describe sometimes, you know, even, ex, you know, explaining to my wife sometimes, you know, of a, a great hunt I had, like, it can be difficult. Cause it's like, it you know, I can tell her all the details, but like, I can't explain the feeling that you get when you're out there, you know? You, you can't, right. Because so like, you know, I, I, um, so like when I was like 16, 17, I killed my first deer, but I was like, um, in a situation to where I was really into bow hunting. And like when people expressed to me like, Oh, you get buck fever. I, you know, I didn't know what it was. Sure. But you feel it like, yeah. Watching that buck walk up on you and you're trying to hold that, the bow back. <laughs> so it's kind of like that same feeling. You can't describe it to someone who doesn't know that feeling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so working bird dogs or working, getting just hunting in general and getting a feeling or getting a thriving like a, a super huge dopamine feeling being out there in the woods, sure. uh, just either hunting or being with friends or watching the dogs work. Yeah. Um, it's hard to explain to somebody who's like, wow, you want to get out there and just shoot birds? It's like, no. Right. It's so much birds. more than that. It's <laughs> so much more. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know that feeling when your dog goes on point and locks up? It's like that, that in itself is thrilling. Yeah. You know? That is, I mean, let's just think about a dog you've worked and just developed, and now you're taking him on his first wild bird hunt. And oof, he's like, oof. He locks up on a covey, and it's like, oh my god, you, you're you get chills. Like I'm getting chills yeah. now. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all oh, we all know what it feels like. We we know what it feels yeah. like. It's it's hard to explain though. <laughs> it is definitely hard, man. And, and but when you get someone out there, like the kid, like the I kid brought a kid in this past weekend. He had never bird hunted. He loved he loves deer hunting, loves rabbit hunting, and he had never hunted behind bird dogs. And so. Hmm. I had explained to him, I said, so I told him, I said, hunting, hunting a, a preserve is like doing um, laser tag in comparison to like, getting out there in a real battle. Like, it's sure. like you get, you're just getting a, a feel for it. When you're, when you're out there in a wild bird hunt and yeah. birds, you might be walking for a mile or two miles with nothing. And then all of a sudden you come over the hill or you get a notification on your, on your, on your phone or dog on point, And you're like, Oh, wow. <laughs> you're trying to get to him. And then you don't know if it's one bird. You don't know if it's 30. You don't know you if know he's taking I mean? a crap. You don't <laughs> know if it, it's like, there's so many things out there. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, and so he got a chance to get, we, we put out a, so many birds for him to get up. And he was like, man, this is, this is difficult. This is more difficult. Than I thought just trying to hit one of the birds. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, him watching the dogs go on point and him trying to explain it to him how to come up and how to work and how to get in a good position to, to knock a bird down. But, you know, you can tell people um, all about it until they're put in that position. And it's like, sure. oh, this is easy. All I got to do is hit a bird. And yeah, buddy, all you got to do is hit him. 
So, um, when, it all, when it all comes together in the moment. It's, yeah. it's, uh, and, it, and, it, and you just see that smile. Like my mother, um, she loves bird hunting. She loves hunting out now with us and watching her awesome. get her first bird was great. Oh, that's you know, I'm so still cool. Just trying to get my wife to it, trying to get her in. She'll, she'll okay. go deer hunting and stuff with me now. Uh, okay. But if, if I could get her out there and watch her knock down her first bird, yeah. I think that'll be like, oh my God. Oh, that, me, that'd be. For her, she probably won't feel that. But yeah, if yeah. I watch her knock her first bird down, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Like, yeah, you just, you're just like, all right, I'm done. I retire. I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, my my oldest daughter killed her first rooster three, four years ago, okay. and uh, I mean, it was like, I felt like we won the championship. I was like, oh, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing ever. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. man. Um, yeah. are are your, all three of your kids into bird hunting or, or dogs to any degree? So my oldest daughter, she's 17. So. Um, initially she, she, I mean, she loves hunting, but she'd rather rabbit hunt, right? She thinks it's still very difficult to, to shoot a bird flying. Sure. Uh, even, even as she's already hit one, but my youngest two, they're still getting in the process of not, you know, so they, they don't even carry a gun yet. They just walk in, they carry other Nerf guns, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just practicing gun safety, just practicing how to hold it, what, hold their, their rifle in a proper position, things like sure. that. Um, or they, they have their little daisy, you know, pea shooter, things like that. Sure. Sure. Uh, so, uh, but they love like, every time I get up in the morning, like they're beating the door down, trying yeah. to get to me, trying to figure out, can they go? Or, you know, yeah. I, dad, I miss that. Cause see, like, you know, we're in Ohio, so it's cold season and, you know, sure. can't necessarily have them out there in the woods now, but, you know, luckily for us, um, preserve season, you know, farm season, it lasts all the way to April. Sure. Um, and so you, they're trying to get out. Time. And get out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, awesome. I, tell, I tell them all the time, you know, we'll get out later, later season. Uh, just to get out there and work the dogs. Now, as far as rabbit hunting is concerned, my son loves watching the rabbits and helping daddy clean the rabbits and stuff like that. Nice. But uh, So I'd love to get him out there on a rabbit hunt, but it's tough because rabbits, you got to get in the briars. You got to, you got to get in the tough stuff. Tough to walking. Yeah. 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 So um, unless it's like a spot where I feel confident, where we might just get one and push one out there, you can see him come out and sure. watch daddy rolling. But it's so much walking. It's so much, you know, different terrain that you got to get through that. For him as a five-year-old, I just wouldn't put him yeah. through that. And I wouldn't put yeah, daddy, I wouldn't, I'm not going to put daddy through that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. <laughs> you're going to be th- throwing him over your shoulder. and <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. But, yeah, it's 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 a joy watching the kids be just, oh, just yeah. enthused by wanting to go out and hunt. Um, I never want to pressure them into wanting to go. Like I said, if they want to go, I take them. If, if, I'm, if I'm able, you know, they love to sure. fish. They love to get out there and play and just be around the outdoors. Um, they love watching daddy train. So they get out there and help dad, you know, woe a dog or, you know, style him yeah. up and stuff like that. So they love, they love it. They love dogs. And that's awesome. I, think I was going to say, Oh no, go ahead. I think eventually it, it kind of, it'll transform for them. Like what that dog could do for you. Like they got, mm. they got the beagles. So, I mean, having a beagle is much more easier, right? Cause he can play with you all in the backyard. You don't have to worry about styling sure. him up back there in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh they 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 just enjoy it and they're always wondering when we're going to get the next puppy so i'm like oh. <laughs> it's like uh <laughs> eventually because <laughs> you got what six six uh dogs or no six bird dogs right now right yeah so we got we got six bird dogs i have one german shepherd um okay. and we have we have the beagles okay and so at my house i have the three jer- i have the three i have two uh females here at the house my shepherd and beagle and then my buddy has his he has the other beagles at his location and my dad has the other ones uh, 
Oh, nice. <laughs> spread, spread it out no, a little bit. Spread out. I'm not the one doing all the work. That's right? smart. That's smart. Um, so we're kind of working as a team to kind of make sure everybody's, you know, in a good space. That's um, awesome. We're not all going to trouble by our wives. Yeah, exactly. You want to stay married. Um, right. I was going to say about we're, we're chatting about kids is um, I mean, one of my favorite things is like the training season with kids and getting them out there in the summer when it's easy to walk and not bitter oh, man, cold. Yeah. Like that's been that's been a blast of just having them out, um, well, that, you know, work, working dogs because it's, it's like you said, easier. You're not walking through briars. You're walking through a, usually a nicer field. Temperatures are good. Yeah. Like it's a good time. To well, get that's kids the reason out there. why um, when you're taking new hunters out, right? You want them to be successful. And even if you take them fishing or take them hunting, you want people to be successful in their moment that they go. Sure. Right. You don't want them to be like out there getting frostbite. You don't want them to be out there like, oh, the hell with this. This is, this is why right. you're out here. Right. right. You, want, you want people to feel that experience that's, that brings them back. Yeah. And so um, good thing for pheasant preserves, it does that. They're going to get, you know, you're going to get a shot at, at a bird. Right. Sure. Can you hit him is the question. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so they get, they get that experience. And if, like I said, if you take, take some kids out fishing or take a guy out fishing, am I taking him to a spot where I know we're going to sit here all day and look at the water or I'm going to, am I going to find a spot where I know he's going to get some action on some nice size bluegill or some crappie yeah. where, you know, give it's back to back little success you know, and just a little bit. You want people to feel, feel a little bit of joy in what they have accomplished. Right. Cause I can sure. feel joy watching you be, Oh man, you happy. Yeah. I'm out here. Yeah. I'm out Glad to be out in the woods, you know. Yeah, they do, but at the same time, in the back of their brain, right? They, you want to be successful. You, sure. Like, a lot of times, I tell guys, for me, like going out in the woods, I don't have to kill a bird, I don't have to kill a rabbit, I don't have to do any of that stuff because I, I just love being in the woods. So sure. for them, sometimes they get, it's, it's, I gotta, I didn't, man, I didn't kill anything, right? Mm-hmm. So they get discouraged by that, and you have to kind of walk them back off of it and let them kind of know that. What you see me do or what you see someone else do, that's a lot of work that goes into it, right? Sure. There's a lot of practice that goes into just working on your aim and working on developing skills to make sure that when you put put that bird up or put him down, you're doing it in, a, in an effective way. Um, but at the same time, letting them understand that you're not going to be perfect every time you go out. Yeah. I'm not going to be perfect every time. My dogs are not going to be perfect every time yep. they go out. Um, and so people get a lot of times, they get a misconception of, what they see on TV or what they see on YouTube guys put up all these great stuff, sure. you know, all the highlights. Yeah. You know, yep. and, but there's a lot of bumps in the ropes. There's a lot yeah. of, uh, a lot, a lot, of, lot of long trips that come up birdless and there's a lot yeah. of like, yeah, t- <laughs> just, it's not always going to be limits after limits after limits. Yeah. It's just I not. mean, we all would love to go out and live it every time, but it's wouldn't be called hunting, right? It wouldn't be called, sure. you know, the work wouldn't be put in. If we could walk out every, every jump out of every truck and drop every tailgate and fill it every, yeah. fill it every time. Yeah. Right? And, and, and like you said, like with, with preserve, like it gives you that uh, no, no guarantee, but it gives you that in the back of your mind, like, like there's going to be a bird that we're going to pop. The yeah, dog's going to find one. It's going to happen. <laughs> Can you hit him? Because I, like I said, I've been out, guys have paid for birds and we've oh, come yeah. back. And like, oh, <laughs> you come you up birdless. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there's $300 you just went if you just blew. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, exactly. Then, you know, you have that kind of those situations. But, you know, like you said, that you get the experience to see sure. what it could be like. Oh, wow, I just missed that bird. But this time that bird isn't free. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, just experiencing it from a farm is cool. But I've 
you got to get out and try wild birds. It's just yeah. something about wild birds that makes you want to put one thing about it, what I've learned, and this is one thing that within the last five, six years, training at, trying to train your dog at a bird farm can be difficult, right? Um, mm-hmm. It can develop a lot of bad habits sure. um, for your dog, right? Because uh, what you do is you'll have, you'll, you'll try to plant a bird and let's say that bird isn't typically, she's been paid, pen raised her whole life. She's sure. not used to necessarily flushing off the rip, right? And so you've got a dog that you're trying to work um, and uh, getting to understand, whoa, but he's creeping and creeping, creeping. And I'm mm. three, you know, maybe 20 or 30 yards back and I'm still yeah. trying to get up to him. And he finally puts his mouth on the bird. Right. Mm. And so mm. now you've got an issue where you're like, I got to keep him. Dog off was just bird. rewarded for, yeah, for creeping. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are things where it's like, you can appreciate working a dog and going out and training in South Dakota where you can, dog can lock up on that same bird but he's not going to get that opportunity to put his mouth on it. Sure. That bird's going to blow, you know? Um, you know, and so th- those are the things that you, you, when you're out here working on a bird farm here, or if you got birds, a lot of times, a lot of guys use pigeons uh, here because, because of that reason. Um, you don't want to waste, bird, waste money on buying birds. Sure. Um, so you pick up the pigeons. Um, yep. It can get, it can get tough, uh, yeah. you know, because you don't know if a bird, a bird is sick that you put out there in the field and it, doesn't fly properly or sure. it doesn't, it's yeah, not, it doesn't it get happens, yeah. up fly away, you know? And so there's a lot of different ways that a dog can start developing wrong habits out there uh, sure. that you got. If you're not, if you're not uh, strong in your training that you won't, you won't know. You're like, Oh, he caught a bird. It's all right. Come on, buddy. Good yeah. job. Bring him here. And you're rewarding him to bring a yeah, dog. You know, just um, so there's a lot of stuff that you could do. And a lot of guys do, uh, but they mess up. And it, and it, those, sure. those are the things that you, you know, if you're if you're in it and you want to if you want to get better, you'll start working those things to get better. But if you're not, you're going to have a dog that's going to do things that you don't want him to do all the time. Because yeah, now that's a just- that's a good reminder about a bird farm. It's like yeah, don't maybe don't use it as a training ground or or yeah, training section. Yeah. Like appreciate for what yeah. it is, um, but yeah, for for training purposes and you know trying to steady a dog yeah. or whatever it might be. It's, it's just know know what it is and what it isn't. Yeah, you got to know. What I'd say is if you if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. Go go buy the bird yourself, get them and put them in whatever cages or pens you're gonna gonna get. Sure. Take them out to a farm or private farm that you don't have on yourself, and then put those birds out there on your own, sure. where they're you're not placing them, they're not sleeping them. Put them out there and allow them to just get comfortable. Yeah. Now you got a bird that's up, he's awake, he's aware, he's yeah. not he's not comfortable with the space he's in, doesn't know where he's at. He's gonna he's gonna get up as soon as he feels any pressure. Sure. Um, so I, I I suggest that instead of just having because birds are going to just fly to the, any edge that they see they're not going to get right. up and fly four hundred yards or two hundred yards away or right. get up and get out of there they're going to fly and fly back down within twenty yards exactly do you uh, do you have your own uh, do you have your own homing pigeons or pigeon loft I do not I wish I did okay. like I said okay. when we when we move to our next home I think that'll be um, my my plan is to, to to get a nice homing pigeon pen and set nice. up on next to the next to the pens back there but. Uh, where we live at now, I mean, it's, I wouldn't be able to, to sustain yeah. that. I mean, these too many tough. neighbors pretty close, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, all, it's always the neighbors. <laughs> it's yeah, always the yeah, neighbors. Especially when you got some dogs too, and they're like, oh my God, oh, yeah. 
trying to like stay kind of low key. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough, man. Um, let's uh, let's jump back into the the just hounds part. I know that you had the just the, you know, so you have just hounds and just uplands, right? As the yeah. two, two, okay, so yeah. two separate brands. Two separate brands. So so okay. just just hounds is the is the the father brand. So you have okay. just upland underneath it. It's within the same same brand. Okay. Um, what so what led like, you to yeah I was just real quick I was gonna ask you can you unpack like what led you to start this and then talk a little bit more about what it is and, and what it isn't I guess yeah yeah so like I said earlier um, having wanting to have something to to wear that represents the things that I enjoy whether yeah like I said I'm just hounds putting on something that says oh I love to ra- I love to deer hunt I love to rabbit hunt I love to coon hunt I love to you know so you have if you're in the hound world you'll understand. This is just hounds. I love I love hounds, sure. and so um, you'll good, have good little conversation you know, starter. Yeah, great conversation starters, and you know, just like you put on, you know, um, a Nike outfit or anything else, you're gonna you're gonna wear things that you you feel confident sure. in. And so you we'll put like I said for me, I, I design them all, so I put certain certain designs on them that people feel comfortable wearing. You know, certain sayings on them that people feel comfortable saying. Uh, like I got one that says "Trust your dog." Hmm. How much work did you put in? Right on the back mm. of it. So <laughs> oh, that's like, good. You, can't, you know, you can't blame your dog for some of the work that you didn't put in in off season. So if you're sure. you're mad at him for running a <laughs> hundred yards off track, you know, did you ask, did you work him on yeah. recall? That's <laughs> good. Um, so those there are things that we put in that you know just just to have fun with our training and dog work and 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 dog dog guys and dog women that that just understand that world. And then you also have, like I said, just hounds. I mean, just upland. Um, with the same concept, right? Um, we we got guys with with Britneys, we've got guys with setters, we got guys with uh, wire hairs and and long tailed dogs with English pointers and DSPs. So did so many different ranges of different dogs and the different ways that you can be a part of it and to represent the, the style of dog that you like. Um, and so we just started that and and to to offer that opportunity for people to represent what they love. A lot of people only grouse hunt. Right. So we, you know, we give them, we wanted to offer up a, a designs and shirts for people who grouse hunt or who rooster hunt or who, who pheasant hunt and quail hunt, all those different things. We just want to open up as many avenues to, to represent our brand and our community of hunting uh, sure. as hunter in a, in a great way. Right. Sure. And something, cause you might, you might not even know what just hounds is. You might just like the design on it. And you're like, Oh, I love that designer. I love that hoodie. Mm-hmm. It feels great. Now you're wearing it just because you like it, but you don't, you know, you don't know that sure. you've never hunted a dog in your life. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, but um, it's just, it's just things that uh, we enjoy and we wanted to share it in a brand and in doing so it has snowballed into becoming a, a brand and um, an effective tool to open up to new hunters, to hunters mm-hmm. that just want to join us and to go out and say, man, I want to go hunt with you guys or, yeah, you know, so it's 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 just made it's just opened up a way of fellowship to yeah. uh, to community, and um, we even came out we came out with our uh, bourbon barrel wine. Uh, so just oh. house bourbon barrel wine. Uh, we we feel like you know we guys after a hunt or after a bird hunt, we just want to sit back and kick it and and enjoy a drink. Or sure. so it, it's it's something that we just want to enjoy. We we're I'm very big on fellowship, right? Sure. Because a lot of times getting out in the hunt, getting out in the woods. It's not always about killing. Like we talked about, it's about friendship, camaraderie, right. And just watching dogs and work together. And so, um, a lot of those things, a lot of the stuff that we do is what we get 
from the back end of it, mm-hmm. that familiar that love, that, that relationship building that we can get to share with each and every one of us. Because there's a guy that might be in Hawaii who loves to bird hunt, but he can't bird hunt as much because they don't have a bird population sure. on, their, on the island, right? Um, and so they get a joy out of watching us or watching you, you know, get up birds, right? And, sure. and doing what you love. Um, and so the social media world has changed so much, mm. um, you know, for people to be able to share our passions with the world. Um, and it's, and it's done so in a good way. Um, now you, like I said, you're always going to have guys who are the computer wizards who want to get out and tell you yeah, well, what you're doing wrong. Or, you know, <laughs> no, you know, I, no, I, I, I never hear from those. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, you're going to always have those guys, but it, I feel like as long as you're doing what you love to do, you're in the right. Right. Yeah, and that's awesome. you know, and have fun. I would tell any person, I would tell any new person, any person that season, are you having fun? Are you enjoying yourself? Mm. And so let's keep doing it. <laughs> let's keep doing it. So, so to the new hunter piece, and again, I know that, that's a big passion of yours. Is that, was that, Talk a little bit more about like what what is that is is that something that you have built into this company right now, or is that just kind of a natural yeah. thing that just kind of came about? Like like expand on that a little bit more. Well, well it came up. Well, it was natural, right? Because we would always people always want to come hunt with me, right? Um, they would always be like, man, hey, man, I want to go out with you, man. I love, man. I always seen you. So, in doing that, we we opened up a window of being able to guide and take people out, um, and so. Um, we'll have a window or have some guys or some groups of people who want to come in and just enjoy getting out and watching the dogs or watching. They, Oh, I want to come rabbit hunt. Okay. Well, mm. let's set up a rabbit hunt. Oh, I want to, I want a bird hunt. Okay. Let's come out. Let's set up a bird hunt and I'll allow you to watch, you know, the bird dogs watch uh, or work. And um, I'll ask them some, if they're seasoned hunters, if they, they want to get out, I'll, I'll work the dog and you, you have fun and you shoot. Sure. If they, if they just want to have a hunt, we just have a hunt. We'll enjoy it together. And if you're a new yes. hunter, and you want to get out. Um, I'm more so watching that hunter a lot. You find yourself, I find myself watching him a lot or her mm-hmm. a lot, how they carry their weapon, how, how they're carrying their gun. Are they, are they efficient with their weapon? Are they sure. um, wearing the right tool? Are they wearing the right clothing in the field? Right. So a lot of guys are like, what do I need to wear? I mean, you let me know what I need or things like that. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll get all those conversations, those comments prior to going on a hunt. What do I need? Yeah. You know, what kind of so, gun do so, I need? So, so you're really kind of, kind of sounds like you're kind of coaching them up a little bit, right? Like kind of like just yeah. a well-rounded, like coach in, in a sense, right? Like, okay, here's the experience. Here's what to expect. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. So you have, there's different, you have different tiers of people, right? You have someone who yeah. has no idea about our, our sport and wants to learn about hunting, right? Some people get into hunting through deer hunting. Some people get into it through coyote, through steel hunting, through squirrel hunting. Right. Small game, big game. So a lot of times I'll ask somebody what, you know, and they're like, I want to hunt. I want to start off deer hunting. Okay. Well, what makes you want to start deer hunting? Is that a passion of yours? Listen, let's do that because I don't want to, I don't want to steer you in a way away from something that has caught your eye or that has caught your passion. Right. And so what I'll do is I'll hand it off to someone I know is is going to deer hunt more or is going to give them an opportunity Mm. to, to do something and show them, you know, how to do it properly. Um, yeah, I can deer hunt. I, I mean, I know some ways. I know what to do. I, but I'm going to give you or hand, hand it off to someone who's going to spend the right, time. Like, but you might not be the best deer hunt teacher right. for that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it, it's the same thing as far as you might have that next tier guy who's like, oh, oh, I've been hunting, but I've never hunted behind dogs. And so now mm-hmm. you've got a guy that you're out there working with 
He's confident with his weapon. He's got the gear. He knows what he's, he knows what to wear in the woods. He knows how to walk the woods and what to watch for and how to watch cross fences and things like that. So now I'm teaching him how to hunt over the dog, right? You might have, what I would explain to him is uh, carry your, carry your weapon high. So that way, when you're watching the dog point, um, he may or may not jump up to catch the bird. Right. Hmm. So don't be so quick to take, you know, take a first shot, let the bird get above the tree line. Right. Sure. Um, and, it, and these are, these are just things that visual cues for people to understand. Cause if you just say, let the bird get up first. Well, if we're talking about a quail, he's not going to get up as high as a pheasant. Yeah. Right? That can mean, yeah, that can mean different things, to different people based on experience. Yeah. And yeah. So for a quail, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll stay low and get out. They kind of like move out, at a, at a, at like a jet versus like a, 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 um, a pheasant will, will, will pop up. Yeah. Like a helicopter first and then take off. So now, now you're, you have two different ways. You have to kind of express to them how to prepare to shoot uh, at a bird uh, in a safe manner. Um, and if I'm the one going in to help kick up the bird, how am I expressing to you to get ahead of me or, Mm. And not shoot over your partner to your left or you got everything in front of you and the guy on the far left has everything to his right or to his left right sure. and so we're expressing to them all these different things because last thing you want is someone to get hurt or last thing you want is something that that, that a tragedy in the field so sure. uh, for me a big thing has always been safety but you'll get all these different different tiers of people um and you might get a, i might get a guy who's already hunted who's been Sure. Work behind dogs. He's got his own bird dogs, and he just wants to come on. Yeah. So, um, coaching is a good way of putting it um, because, like I said, we're always we get a lot of individuals who've never hunted. Um, yeah, you're, you're such a wide range. I mean, you again, like yeah. you just said, you have the guy who maybe has been doing it a while and just wants yeah. to come hunt with you, and and then you have the new, you know, the new teenager who's <laughs> maybe their sure. interest was peaked, right? And it was like, hey, yeah. I, I, what's this bird dog thing? I'd love to go out with you, right? For sure, for sure. And and, and, and what a lot of that is a lot of that coming through are these just connections you have is this through a website is this through just the apparel like where where are so you a lot of like, it, so a lot of it is community social media in the field hunting so a lot of so let's say it like because i'm in educational system a lot of individuals in our in our community know mr terry hunts right hmm. and so they're like oh uh mr terry, i heard you hunt mr t i heard you hunt like yeah man what's up and I always want to go hunt. <laughs> let's let's talk. Let's, let's have a conversation. It's, or you know, I might have a guy on social media who sends me a message and is like, "Hey man, I, I love what y'all doing. I want to come up and hunt." Okay, let's get let's set up some dates and let's figure out when we mm. can get out and do a hunt. Or I might have a guy that I'm I'm out uh, doing a hunt, and or I'm guiding or I'm hunting myself, and I bump into a guy and he's like, "Oh man, hey, where are you from?" And we have a chat and we're talking and we say, "Let's you know, let's do a hunt." Um, so there's different ways that you can bump into someone to start it. Um, the brand gives it, gives them an opportunity to find me easily. Um, sure. Social media gives them opportunity to find me, YouTube, all those different things. Um, but what you'll find is that that person who's, who's searching for a, a way to get away or try something new. Um, it's typically either they've been wanting to try it hmm. and they just found someone who does it. Um, and, you know, they just bumped into the, oh, like, oh, well, I want, that's the kind of hunt. That's the style I want to do. Or I, li- I like the way they hunt. Um, so there's, there's so many people that can get, people can go hunting with. Sure. Uncles, granddaddies, you know, fathers. 
that have that are in their family that do hunt or that enjoy it, and they just you know they find that person who started them, but they they might see in me that something like oh man I want to go with them guys. It seems like it would be cool to hunt with them, and sure. so it just start it just happens organically or you know someone reaches out. Now I'm very particular. Like everybody doesn't get a chance to go hunting. Like we do. Like sure. I, we have a whole conversation and talk about you know what what hunting looks like for you, what your passion is. You know how are you with dogs? How are you? You know with people. I kind of get a vibe off. You know yeah. how you we're kinda, you know? a little mini interview or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because not everybody. Granted, we're all going in with with the sure. not everybody. Now, if you're if you're a licensed hunter or like I said, if we're on a bird farm, yeah. um, you know you you can come in without a hunting license, but um, we're on a state land or anything like that. You got to sure. have your hunting license. Now you're yeah, going yeah. through your your state courses and same for things like that. Which yeah. you know we kind of advise each each young person to kind of go through it, and old person if they haven't already done it. You know, uh, it's yeah. a great way to kind of get get the ball rolling to start learning. And you know, now they have so many different um, ways or different things. You know, whether it be ammunition or you know ammo, how to do this or how to do sure. that. How to, you know, so many different windows that you can go in and and figure out new stuff. Yeah. Uh, versus where it used to be just like, oh, go get your, your hunter safety course. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, and, and then see you later. <laughs> um, why, Delvin, for you, like, why are, why is that such a passion for you? Like, like introducing new hunters, whether they're young or old, no matter where they are, like, what, like, wh- where does that fire come in for you personally? Well, I've always, like I said, like I said, I've always, education has always been a big part of my life. My mom, was assistant superintendent for a district and a principal and my father, my dad was a principal and an mm. administrator within the district. So um, there it's always been a big thing to be a part of teaching and helping and working with mm. kids. Um, I've been a basketball coach, worked with track, I ran track, I played basketball myself. Um, and so just working and teaching kids um, to be better and just to be able to enjoy life and to be successful in whatever avenue or plan that they have or goals that they have in their own life. And so if they come to me or if they came to someone and said, man, I want to try this, or man, I think hunting would be cool, or I mean, I want to go fishing, um, or I just want to get out and trap shoot or, or, or try something out, out of the box uh, for them, right? Because for me, I'm, it's, it's a lifestyle. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm willing to open that up to show them a new realm so that, hmm. Because for me, what it's done in my life has allowed me to be more patient, for me to be um, more studious in, in a way that allows me to learn and read and work mm. to, to figure out new things. Um, but it all it's all based on different people and different goals and what stage of life you're in mm. um, and what you want out of this particular lifestyle. Do you just want to sure. hunt and have fun? Do you want to take it and compete? Do you want to take it and, and, and be able to teach your grandkids how to eat? Or are you going to eat the food? Or are you going to eat the game that you kill? You know, there's always, there, there's yeah. so many different ways that you can benefit from um, investing in this particular sport that we're in. Because um, it teaches us so many different different things that, yeah. I mean, if I don't know, if I don't know who I'd be if I didn't have hunt. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like if. Yeah. yeah <laughs> when hunting, it becomes such a part of who you are, really, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like the values, is, it's helped you become who you are it's yeah for sure inevitable for sure so it, it, it's it's so many so so i'd say education um just wanting wanting to help wanting to teach wanting to mentor kids and mentor people into being their best self as, as to why it probably drew me into 
sharing my passion because I can only give what I know. Right. Um, A lot of guys, a lot of people don't, a lot of people get into things and and try to coach and uh, share with people stuff that they don't know. And it it becomes a problem. Uh, (laughs) You know, (laughs) I would would say so. (laughs) So, Yeah. I think I'd say that was, you know, more of the, more of the reason I kind of got into working with people and wanted to help them. I love that, man. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I just, thanks for doing that. I think that's incredible that you are, um, you have that passion to be willing to take time um, yeah. and, and take these people hunting. Again, whether they're new or, or been doing it for a little while, um, I think that's something that is, again, I'm imagining like the, over time, like the amount of lives that you'll be able to help influence and, and give that experience to. Not all, everyone I'm sure will end up being a, avid upland bird hunter but that's okay so yeah, you, you've given yeah. them a positive experience and i think that's really cool well, yeah. so. i mean for me like i said it's in the in the in the professional work that i do uh working with those kids and working with individuals throughout the school system um everything that we teach them or things the avenues of life that we give them they're just options sure. each of us have choices each of us have a, a, a choice to be able to say i want to do this i want to aspire to be this or this is, this is what I want to do with my life. And so how can we turn this degree into that? How can we turn this certification mm. into this? You know, and so a lot of people get complacent into just thinking, oh, I just got my degree or I just got my certification or I just got this. There's so many different tiers and different steps and, and mm. ladders to what you can do with what you know and how you can expand upon those things. And so I would share with anybody, um, just dig deeper in, into what you want to do and to expand mm. on it and have fun. That's mm. pretty much the basis of it. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> well, uh, Delvin, as we kind of wrap this thing up here, um, I have a couple uh, couple closing questions I like to ask yeah. every guest and, and get their take on. We may have kind of dabbled around this question already, but this is kind of the, <laughs> the staple one I like to like to throw out there, but what's uh, what's a piece of advice you'd give to a, a new upland hunter? Um, again, this could be someone maybe who's who's just starting or, or very interested. Like, just what's a what's a piece of advice that you might uh, might share with them? Well, I, I definitely say um, enjoy yourself, have fun, um, embrace the moment because not every opportunity is promised, right? So, mm. if you're getting up a, a wild covey, embrace that covey, take the time to cherish that moment because. You may not ever get another shot that season. Mm. Um, so, you know, just enjoy the moments. And if, if, if anything that I've learned through hunting is to take a moment and appreciate that moment um, and just be thankful for the, for the day and the, and the opportunity at the dogs or that hunter. If, you, if I'm being invited out with you, I want to appreciate you for, for inviting me out or appreciate you for having me on today. So just the gratitude for the day. Um, sure. Have fun, man. That's really good. That's really good. I like that. Appreciate the time we have. Appreciate those coveys. Cause yeah, like you said, yeah. <laughs> you might not see another covey of for a couple seasons. You never know. Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you might never know. That's a big, that's a big, <laughs> I hope not, but yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Couple, a uh, couple rapid fire round questions for you and uh, we'll bring this thing home. All right. You ready? Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Uh, Delvin for you, what came first, the dog, the gun or the bird? The dog dog okay kind of have a feeling yeah. that was going to be your answer <laughs> as we go through these interviews i kind of get to like as i get to know people more i'm already thinking of these questions i'm like how will they answer this <laughs> it's always fun um yeah. what gun are you carrying into the field and why so i really love uh remington 1100 um i love that tradition uh, that older style 
um, auto, and it, it's it's real smooth. I've like I said, I've over the years it's broken in, so I just really know what it how it runs. Mm. Um, so is I, that I, 12, I 12 that. gauge? It's I got a twenty gauge. I will have twenty. Oh. I have twelve and a twenty. Oh, nice. um, but okay. I prefer the 20 gauge. I mean, especially for upland or bird, I'm doing a lot of walking with it. Sure. Um, you know, it wasn't, it's not as light as some of the newer, newer ones, newer, newer sure. weapons that we have out. Right. Um, so that 20 gauge is, is pretty much my stat, my lane. Um, That's awesome. but if it, if it, if it's not the, the, uh, if it's not the, the Remington, then I really love the TriStar over and unders that I, that I've really, I've really okay. grown over the last few seasons to, to oh, enjoy nice. those. Oh, very cool. I love it. All right. Um, favorite breed of dog besides the ones you own or have owned. So you can't say GSP. Okay. So I'd say <laughs> um, setters would be that would be the setters. Bird dog. Yeah. I love okay. setters. Um, Gordon setters, um, English setters. I just love the style. I love them in which they move through the field and, and uh, where they hold the tail high. Uh, it's, okay. it's something that I really enjoy watching. Like I said, that's just the bird dog. I, yeah. And, and, if if you get an opportunity to watch them, any of them, any bird dog, really, um, you'll you'll kind of start picking up on the cues and the picking up on how birdie they get. Each dog has their own personality, so um, and their own style. Uh, sure. So different points for different ones, but if if that were if I were to pick, it would probably be setters. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. What what'll be your what do you think you will be your next bird dog that you that you pick up? <laughs> <laughs> um. It might be a GSP. Okay. It might okay. Be a GSP. And you kind of you kind of reference that a little bit. A yeah, while ago, it might but. be. Um, reason, like I said, I I love I love the countenance. I love the behavior um, of of the GSP. Um, the 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 uh, the pedigrees of, of some of the ones that I'm looking at right now are really good. Um, nice. But it won't. Like I said, I won't be buying them within the next year or so. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get, give my wife a break on the birthday. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, smart man. <laughs> Smart man. So no one send Delvin their GSP yeah. puppy litters. No, don't no, do it. No puppies. Don't send me any dogs. Ask me if I need any right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, couple more here. Uh, let's see. Uh, one bird you haven't hunted yet, but want to. Um, like okay, if you had to pick we'll one, if you had to pick one. So a wild, I haven't really got in on. Um, like we said about the grouse. But okay. any any style of those grouse, I want to be able to get out of sage. Um, I want to be able to get a rough grouse. Um, okay, haven't really got on wild ones yet. Like I said, any you have to kind of get on in a space in Michigan. There's really sure. great grouse. Um, and like I said, I want to be able to get out in Wyoming and, and get on some of those. Yeah, those uh, prairie grouse. There you well. go. Because Michigan can't be too far from you, right? No, actually, Michigan. Well. Well, grouse country, in Michigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in grouse country, it'd probably be. Six to seven hours, you know, okay. upper peninsula area. Yeah. Plus, you know, not yeah. terrible. Could be worse. Could be yeah, nah, I could ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've driven further. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh man, the miles we put on for birds yeah, and dogs. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Um, all right, let's go. Your, uh, your go-to hunting snack on a hunting trip. So Vienna sausages would probably be that. Um, uh, Vienna, wait, like just like it. a straight, like a straight, like like a hot dog. We're talking about. Yeah, it's like the Vienna sausage with the crackers and oh and yeah, yeah, the little ones. tiny ones. Yeah, little tiny Dang. ones. Yeah, that's a first. That's a first <laughs> yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah, so so it, it just a quick little throw it in, throw in the mouth, grab grab some uh, yeah. grab a cracker and go with it. Um, <laughs> and 
Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably be a honey bun with it and keep it yeah. going. Oh, well, yeah. honey bun. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. Dude, I haven't had a honey bun in years. Oh my gosh, that brings back memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, that, that'd probably be the go. Um, now, I've always got, I've always got some... Um, my partner is always carrying some gummies with him. So I'm in the woods and I might be, okay. might be like 10 miles in and he's, he's them broke out a bag of gummy bears or something like that. So it's like, <laughs> that always works too. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Oh, all right, man. Uh, last one here. Uh, beverage of choice after a hunt. It's gotta be Gatorade. Uh, Gatorade. Gatorade. Gato. And, yeah. And that, and like I said, I, it's, it's going straight to the, to the stomach, if not yeah. water, but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what yeah, you know what I mean. So if good I, old, me and the good dog, old classic. Over the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a classic, man. Someone who was it? Uh, I think it was uh, Cal Hardy when he when he was on uh, Propel. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah. oh, was yeah. like I'm like, yeah. I haven't heard of Propel in years. <laughs> Dude, man, I, it was, it's been probably what two years ago. Me, we and buddy of mine, we were out, and uh, I mean, we had hunted all day, but we had forgotten any water on us, oh, and so it, it's probably about. 15 degrees out and the creeks are frozen over, but we hit this Creek and the water's broken up and it's coming over a stream. Oh, so, oh man, that was a great water. You could <laughs> oh, I'm <about>. sure. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. it, it has its moments, you know, wherever, wherever you can find a good, a good pool. That's, that's fresh and moving. Yeah. I think that's keep it that's key. That's key, man. Well, Delvin, this has been a blast, man. Thank you uh, for carving out some time in your evening man. and uh, just catching up with you, man. I know I've, we've wanted to, uh, you know, I want to get you on here for a little while. So thanks for yeah, uh, yeah, making yeah. that happen. And well, I appreciate um, you, brother, for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you, um, whether it's social media, website, all that stuff? Well, Just Hounds um, on any platform. So Just Hounds TV, if you're looking on YouTube, Just Hounds. Uh, SWT would be sticking with tradition on any platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can find us on there and we'd love to have you look, shoot a message and we'll follow up. I typically message you back right away if, if I have the time. And uh, if you got any questions for me, shoot me a message. If you want to get out and do a hunt or if you just want to enjoy a good day and uh, have have a drink, feel free to shoot, shoot a message and we got to get out and do some some hound hunting man and yes man some, my, my interest ones. is peaked <laughs> <laughs> well Delvin thanks again man this has been awesome and uh, we'll be talking to you soon man likewise brother I appreciate you man thank you take it easy Well, that's a wrap of episode 76 with Delvin Terry of Just Hounds and Just Upland. Delvin, thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate that conversation. Um, hearing more about uh, rabbit hunting, hound dogs, uh, just kind of how those two worlds collide for you. And uh, it's fun seeing someone's passion. Uh, again, with something that I, I've never done, but I can I can get a real taste of it, um, you know, through your lens and, and your experiences. So thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Hey guys, don't forget, uh, if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that would greatly, greatly help the podcast grow and get out there to more hunters. Um, Also, get signed up on Patreon, become a Patreon supporter today in the month of February. It's going to double your odds uh, of winning the brand new Final Rise Summit XT vest and field glove or accessory for the vest, um, hat from Upland Rookie, some stickers, all that good stuff. Um, so a huge giveaway. Get signed up on patreon.com slash the Upland Rookie podcast. And uh, good luck to everyone who enters. Um, 
And yeah, I think that's about it, guys. Thanks so much for following along. Thanks for your support of the podcast, uh, for sharing this on social media. I know a lot of you have been tagging us, have been uh, sharing uh, this on your stories, whatever it might be. Thank you so, so much. I'm greatly appreciated. Just have loved seeing the growth of the show um, and just interacting with each and every one of you as much as I can, whether it's through DMs or or phone calls or texting, whatever it might be. it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So thank you for, for following along and we'll talk to you next week. But until then, go put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog. Take care.